Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Open Mic. I'm the MVP Marco, if you don't know by now. My name's attached to the uh, to the show name, so, but you should know this already. Um, yeah, I can't wait. This, this, uh, this episode's going to be exciting, because uh, this is the first time this person, I believe, actually uh, grazed the, like, Chick-fil-A airwaves, if I'm not mistaken. We'll get to that a little bit later, but... Obviously, like I always say, the show is brought to you by the Pod Foundation. I mean, if you don't know the Pod Foundation by now, you're never going to know. I mean, I, I'll just rattle off the names like I do. Turnbuckle Tavern, The Extra Cooler Show, Coming Down the Aisle, and of course, The Chick Foley Show. Um, and I'm on pretty much all those things. So I'm, I'm on Turnbuckle Tavern, um, on Chick Foley. You've heard my voice probably countless times during the week, and you're probably sick of it. Um, I know I am. But uh, let's get right to it. Uh this gentleman that I have on tonight is a uh, he's kind of like a he's like a, a like a, a friend of the stars if you if you would say so like he he's a he's a well-known man um I feel kind of you know scared actually interviewing him because I don't want my you know name being uh you know blackballed or something like that if if, if this goes wrong because the amount of people this guy knows um in the relationships he's cultivated along the way but um yeah we're let's we're, we're jump in we have a uh, the OG fig kid, Tom, from the Turnbuckle Tavern. How are you doing tonight? Dude, I'm awesome. I'm so friggin' excited to be on this show. <laughs> I've been listening to like the first episode. You're knocking it out of the park. Uh, I'm really, really happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Th- uh, thank you, Tom. I mean, I, I like to hear good feedback. Um, I'm, I'm one to say I'm never, you know, I never toot my own horn on things. I don't think I'm the greatest at this, but, you know, I just... I just try my best, and uh, it, it seems like it's working so far. So, so far, so good. I mean, I, I pass that. Uh, if you listen to this show, I'm going to keep this recurring theme. Uh, Sheena and I spoke about the uh, the, the three episode curse, where most shows just just die off after the third episode. They don't even do a fourth or fifth. So, I'm, I'm on episode nine. You're 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 episode nine. So, I mean. We're, we're chugging along here, and we're we're making it happen so, you, so far. So like, are you jumping the shark by having me on? Is that what? No, just... uh, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I mean, I hope not. Anyway, no, I'm but, totally uh, joking. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, I, 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 I'm trying to, you know, you know, go go for the people that I do know, and I know that I'll, I'll have like a good conversation with, and you know, I, we obviously I was on your show before the early iterations of the uh, of the sessions show, and we uh. We went. We wanted this whole fantastic conversation about wrestling, and then I remember after the after we started talking a little bit. You're like, you're like, damn it! I didn't even ask you about how you started on the show. <laughs> we like we went to this whole thing about like you know what's your favorite match and like when did you get into wrestling and all this stuff. We had this great conversation. It was it, we we totally forgot to go like into the history of how I like you know met met with Sheena and you know ended up on the show and all that stuff, but. Well, we'll we'll get to that stuff. I mean, we we can kind of pick up where that last last episode left off. Yeah, and I'm also anything, I'm so. also excited to, as you mentioned earlier. I'm finally appearing on a Chick Foley show feed because I've been yeah meaning to get on that show, but Sheena's like, no, we don't want him. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I, I mean, it would see it would seem like it. I mean, I ho- I'm hoping I'm not uh, stepping on any toes with the uh, with the Phelpses with this, <laughs> but uh, I mean, they they seem okay. I, I told them, hey, I record with Tom last night. And, I didn't get any, uh, any, you know, angry emojis or anything like that. So, I mean, as long as, as long as you're on the feed, I mean, that's all that matters. I mean, you're, your hair and wiener dogs. So, I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> exactly. I mean that, yeah, that, yeah. When you guys see the, um, 
when the show debuts, I believe it's going to be later this week. Um, the the cover art, the the picture of Tom is probably the most adorable picture you'll ever see. Thank you. Um, all oh, because you're talking yeah, about Dash. Damn it. I mean, <laughs> I mean both. I mean, oh. if if you're having a bad day, just 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 save that photo. Just copy paste and make it a wallpaper to something, and it'll make you smile once you look at it. Oh. Um, I'm kind of hyping up this uh this cover art, and we haven't even done the show yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, the show's good along with it. But um, you know, let's why don't we just why don't we started with it that your 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 doggy there. How did how long have you had that dog for? He is a. Uh... Two years and three months now. We got him. Uh, yeah, we got him two years ago, like the day before Halloween. We got him because my other Dachshund had passed away during COVID, um, which actually, yeah. you know, COVID was terrible for all of us. But I like to look at the the good things that that come out of bad things. And uh, I got to be home with my other Dachshund for the last like year of his life before he passed. So, you know, yeah. And then I got to be home with Dash for the first six months of his life. So. Yeah, and we've I've always loved Dachshunds, so they're my the Dash is my third Dachshund. When I was a uh, living at my parents' house, I got my first one named Frisco, and uh, named yes. If people are wondering if they watch General Hospital, he was named after Frisco from General Hospital. <laughs> because everybody's like, "Oh, there was Frisco in General Hospital." I'm like, "Yes, I thought the name was cool, so that's what we named him." And then we have <laughs> and now we have Dash. So, yeah, that's a. Uh, I was actually no, it's funny. I I, I kind of share the same sentiment. My uh. My mother was a huge fan of uh, there was a character. I'm not sure it was on General Hospital or Young and the Restless or one of those shows. His name was Marco Dane. Um, oh, General, oh, he was one, one life the, to live and one life to, to, yeah, the General Hospital. Yeah, uh, his name was Marco Dane, and that's where she, you know, my my full name is Marcello, but she wanted to call me Marco for short. And that was her favorite character on on the soap opera. So now, now you know the background of my uh, nickname, Marco. I'm oh my named God. After a, um, so I, I don't even know if you know this, but since I love, one of the things I love about your show is how it goes all over the place. But what I yep. did before, as you know, I'm a poker dealer now. I work in a casino, but what I yep. did before that, I was a photographer for soap opera magazines. So I was, uh, for 10 years, I would travel back and forth between New York and California and hang out on the sets of soap operas because I, I just fell into that work because I love soap operas and would, go to like these fan club events and take photos and the right person saw my photos and sent it to soap opera digest. And the next thing you knew, I was making a living for 10 years, taking pictures of beautiful people. It was, it was the friggin' that, job you could ever have. That's amazing. That's probably like the most, like, I don't, I don't know if I don't want to use the word odd, but that's like a, that's a crazy story. That's like one of the craziest stories so far on this show yeah. that you're actually a, so did you meet like, I'm, I, well, obviously, you met like all the different like soap stars and stuff like that. Do you remember any that like you like that come to mind? Were any mean? Were any nice to you? Or well, like I mean, I, <laughs> a lot of people on the show, but I will say, uh, I mean, I don't know if people watch Days of Our Lives, but probably a lot of people have heard of Deidre Hall. Oof. Yes, she she played like she was a possessed on the show, and let's just say she's possessed in real life. <laughs> so she was basically just playing herself oh. on the uh on the show yes. <laughs> and then, and then, uh i was gonna say and then you have like susan lucci who everybody's heard of yep who is the sweetest friggin person in the world so oh my god dude that's i said that's, that's, that's i said this before we actually record the show let's you're like i have to like get into all these relationships because you're like you're like 
you're kind of like Forrest Gump. You like end up in different parts of history and stuff like that. It's like you're like, oh my god, this is I. I actually used to do this. I used to you know play baseball with this uh, with freaking with Michael Jordan when he was in the uh, <laughs> like all, all these crazy stories. But uh, <laughs> but um, I was I was actually looking it up. It's um. He was from the uh, One Life to Live. You're right. Yeah, yeah. So One Life to Live. Marco Dane. His name was Gerald Anthony. Was yeah. the uh, was the actor? And you don't um, test me on soap opera trivia because I grew up loving soap operas, which is also probably why I love wrestling because it's a male soap opera. And actually, like I mentioned, my Dachshund being named after Frisco, who was played by Jack Wagner. I worked with him for years, so I made a lot of relationships that I still maintain with some of these actors from. Uh, daytime televisions and some you know it was fun to see the ones who would go on and make it in prime time and stuff so you know it was a whole nother life ago but i love it we still watch me and my wife still watch uh three soap operas so you still talk to you have you have like friendships with some of these actors and stuff like that that's pretty cool yeah some of them i still do in touch with as a matter of fact it was kind of funny uh me and sneed from the turnbuckle tavern I used to shoot photos of a guy and all my children. His name was Justin Bruning. You might know him. He went on to play uh, Michael Knight's son in a spinoff of Knight Rider. Well, oh, wow. Yes. So <laughs> apparently he was a big wrestling fan. I didn't know this at the time, but Sneed knew him from when they lived in Manhattan and worked at Tower Records because he would come in and buy the latest WWE DVDs all the time. Wow. How crazy is that? What a small world. That, that's insane. Like, the other thing too is like a lot of you know you'd be surprised as to how many like celebrities and stuff out there are are into like wrestling and stuff like that like obviously back then it was like you know i hate to use the word taboo but it was just like you know you didn't want to admit to it that you were watching it but nowadays it's like it's everywhere it's like you know you you can't admit to it like we have like the biggest uh you know musical acts freaking performing at wrestlemania now for and like admitting their love for you know wrestling and stuff like that so that's, I mean, it, it, it's come far as far as like the, uh, you know, like the admiration for it. I mean, it's the only sport I love. I mean, I mean, I do love other sports. We'll definitely get into that because I know you're um, uh, a fan of other sports as well. But yeah, I mean, wrestling is just, you know, it's 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 that escape that you need yes. um, from this crazy, crazy world <laughs> that we're living in right now. I mean, I'm going to tie it all up with a little ribbon now because I remember when I was a kid. And this is how old I am. Uh, Hulk Hogan and Don Morocco did a run on Search for Tomorrow, I believe it was, the soap opera. And I had those videotapes for years saved. And I probably still have them somewhere. But they did like a two-week story arc with them on there leading up to their match at Madison Square Garden. That's that's pretty impressive. So that was like one of the early iterations of like actually like, like interweaving, you know, yeah. outside stuff into into actual like you know a wrestling storyline which is pretty cool i believe mr fuji was on with don morocco so it's such a lot you know i haven't thought about this in year years but i also think and i could be wrong but i think Lori lachlan was on a show at the time before she went on to bigger and better things that's insane yeah so, wow. i have to google, Dude, google fact check myself on this later <laughs> to see if it was uh if it was on that <laughs> man that's uh that's pretty interesting. That uh, as Gorilla Monsoon would say, like I'm a, a fountain of useless information. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's not even useless information. It's like you're. I mean, even that, like you like the way you can like tie things up too. Like, is it someone you just? Is it somewhere like? Is it 
like someone just triggers your memory and then you start or do you do you automatically remember this stuff because like if you listen to obviously the trick foley show you know seth is like uh like a like a like that he knows everything that like you can say something and he'll be like oh that was this date at this time and stuff like that um do you do you need that extra like if someone like has like a trigger word it automatically just opens up a pandora's box of you know information that you that you thought you forgot but then it starts like spilling out is that how it usually works with you or honestly i can't even explain it because i've been you know i shot soap opera stars for how many years i've loved wrestling for so many years and this is like the first time i just went and put that all together so i don't know why how the hell that happened but it's fun memory like it's crazy and i believe it was supposed to be piper in a role but he couldn't make it for some reason uh, I, I I do that to people. That's uh that's my thing on this show. I guess I just started Ooh, bringing out like uh show. Listen to <laughs> people like it spark things, and and I love listening to Seth talk. Like Seth amazes me, um, and he's just one of those amazing people to have a wrestling conversation with. But I sit there listening to the Chick Foley show, and I'm in my car usually going to work when I listen to it, and I'm like I'm having a conversation with the podcast, and I'm like oh wait they're not listening back. They're not talking. Yeah, yeah, no, and that's and that. I think we, I think we spoke about this before. Like, not not me and you, but like Jesse. It, it sounds like you're in the conversation with 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 us. Like that's how we, you know. There's no editing. There's no crazy. Like we're not. It's whatever you hear is whatever you're hearing. Like if we belt out laughing at something for like two minutes, um, and then we have to go back and like you know say why we were laughing. That's that's what you get. It's not like we took that part out or anything. Right, right. right. So I think that's I think that's where the like that that feeling comes in. And we all have different personalities. Yeah. I mean, and I you love know, hearing it, that when I listen to like radio shows that I love or podcasts, like that little banter where you get to know the personalities. And I know you talked about this on the Chick Fil A yep. show recently. Like I wish you would just start the show with that banter because it makes you connect to the host. And I love you guys anyway. I'm already connected mm. to you. But something about yeah. that, like when when Chad and Sneed started doing it and they were talking about the Millie's Chad had to drink like you just get to know their personality I think that brings something out in it and like I don't know I just love that yeah I, I totally agree with that and uh, we I actually when I when they were on the show and I spoke to them about that like how you know how you guys gel I th- I always thought you like you all knew each other like you were like you know childhood friends essentially and you and you know obviously they you know they oh no Tom came in like a little bit later and stuff like that and I, did, I I want to ask you about that like how did like how did that start out like how did you get involved with first of all how did you get involved with podcasting um well it's funny I I mean I'll start how this started with like like Snee told the story I just started messaging him um through the major pod group because he had a problem I had some information about it I told him a great book to read that would help his problem and we had a couple of phone call conversations where we wound up talking for like an hour and a half and we really didn't know each other but the conversations just flowed like they were easy conversations. And I'm like, damn. And that's when they invited me to call into the show. And, you know, I was so nervous back then. And if you go back and you listen to their early uh, version of me on podcasts, oof, I don't think it's good. I feel like <laughs> much more in front of the microphone now. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So so that's basically how like it just started with those conversations on a phone. And like I, I was I would message him through Facebook every like few days. Hey, man, how you doing? Just to check in, you know, just to support people. Like I'm just a people yeah. person. Like I, I like to help people. I like to make people happy. I love to make people laugh. So, yeah, I mean, and that that you can actually you can definitely tell, like, as far as like when you listen to those shows, um, I mean, pretty much you with with anybody or just just any like iteration of the Turnbuckle Tavern 
like crew. Like it's all it, it all just sounds like like everyone's known each other for you know since birth essentially. Yeah. And it's not like it doesn't sound like it doesn't sound strange at all. Like I could even speak from experience, like jumping on the raw down with like you know Anthony and and and, and J Bone. Like I like we've never met each other. Like we literally just jumped into a show, all three of us from different different backgrounds, different age ranges. And like if you listen to that show, it's like I mean I. I I mean, I'm I'm told it's good. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I listened back to it. It, it is it is fun. Like it, you wouldn't know that we didn't like we've never known each other. You think we just it's three dudes that like love wrestling and we grew up together. It's so it's crazy like, because now I've met a lot of the people from the tavern, um, <laughs> and it was weird. Like I know I heard the chats talking about it when I went down to West Virginia. Like that first minute before I actually walked over to Sneed, I'm like, I feel I've known this guy for like a couple of years now, and now I'm meeting him. Like. Why does this feel so freaking weird? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it was fine. Like, you know, it it just it's just such a weird world we live in today. But I got along with I mean, you see the chemistry we have. We have chemistry like I have. I get along with everybody. If you want to talk about wrestling with me, we're going to get along and we're going to have chemistry. That's that's just the bottom line. Oh, yeah. I love working with everybody at the tavern. I love working with you. I love working with the people over at Extra Cooler, like the Pop Foundation, man. It's just such a passionate group of wrestling fans, and like really kudos to to Seth and and Sheena for putting it together, because uh, really it's just amazing podcasts all around. With J Bone, I love working with J Bone. Me and him have a different type of chemistry together. I love everything. Yeah. Like, like it, it's just so much fun. And honestly, for me, I'm fulfilling a dream because when I was a kid, I wanted to go to broadcasting school. My dream was to have like a morning radio show. And I just remember my parents like, you can't do that. You're never going to make it like, no, you, you have to go to school for something else. So I went to yeah. school. I got a computer degree. I worked at Verizon as a network administrator for like nine months in Manhattan and just one day up and quit because I hated it. and I was miserable. <laughs> so it's like now it's come full circle and now I'm back around to doing podcasting. And this is what I always wanted to do. I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah, no, it's 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 fun and like especially if like you said if you're passionate about something like it it makes it even more fun. Um and then when you find the group of people around you that are you know the same they share the same passion as you, it's it's not not just in wrestling but just, you know, in general, just like in podcasting and in, in creating content. Yep. That makes it even more worthwhile like, you know, the with you know, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of additions that have happened. Like we, like Jordan, obviously they, you know, Seth and Sheena and Jordan have been friends for like over, I think over 10 years or something like that. But like just adding him to the show, it bring it, it bring a different, like, and I've, I've never met Jordan in, in real life personally, but you wouldn't know that yeah. listening to the show. We all like, we all bounce off of each other uh, really well. Uh, and it, it's like, he was like, he was like that, like last, last piece to the uh to the puzzle there yeah and i think it you know and they, that's all you need sometimes he's a fucking they, freaking dude i i want to meet all of you guys like I, <laughs> I really do like i can't wait wait to meet seth and sheena i would like jordan I, I could just see us all cracking up like it would be a great great time i already told matt and and you know i, I don't know if you'd be interested but i'm gonna have a wrestlemania night one party this year and even i too if people want to stay people are welcome to drive down and stay at my house i got plenty of room for people to crash and then next year when it's in philly if people come in we're having a pod foundation party at my house one of the nights whether it's people yeah that'd be star that'd be right? fun because i'm only 45 minutes from philly so you know let, let's go yeah, but- yeah my buddy wants uh he definitely wants to go to the uh to philadelphia for uh for wrestlemania um 
that's that we're in the early planning stages on that. So yeah, that's that's probably going to be a definite. I mean, oh, the yeah. wife doesn't know this already, but <laughs> she's probably going to end up going. And it's an easy, it's a it's an easier drive to. Oh yeah, to Philly. It's not it's not anything crazy. I mean, we're in Massachusetts. It's not like a a crazy drive down there, but yeah. So yeah, that, that definitely needs to happen. Like I, like I said, I've never met, you know, Sheena, Seth or Jordan in person. And like I said, that's a, a, just, it's another magic of like, like the uh, chemistry we have is you wouldn't even know that. Yeah. You would think we live next door to each other. I think pretty much. If we do have a pod <laughs> foundation party at my house. We need to hire a film crew to edit it and put a show together out of it. Oh, yeah, like a documentary or something. Yeah. That'd be cool. Like the, uh, that'd be, that'd be actually pretty sick. Yeah. If we did something like that. So much fun. But, and I really, I hope it does happen where people come in and we could get everybody here and all just hang out and have fun. So. Oh yeah. Definitely want to, yeah. Definitely want to meet Mike. I mean, if, if uh, Nick storm can travel across the, uh, across the world, that'd be fun to, <laughs> to yeah. meet Nick storm. If anything, like just, just, just everybody. Like, yeah, it's like I said, it's just, I, I, I can't even imagine like the, uh, the level of like hypeness it w- would happen if we'd all like gone to a room together. It'd be, be a lot of, uh, probably a lot of drinking. I'm going to say that we'll, we'll put that out there. I think um, Tom would have to make his resurgence. <laughs> <laughs> his re- uh, first appearance in Chicago. Actually, <laughs> I think actually it was the first time in my life I got drunk on back to back nights, but, uh, really? yeah, I'm 47 years old and I'd never gotten drunk on back to back nights before. So wow, yeah, yeah, no, that no, that I've I've definitely had those, had those uh weekends, back to back weekends and stuff like that, or back to back days like Saturday and Sunday or Friday, Saturday and Sunday too. That's uh not fun back in the day, but uh, but uh, but yeah, we'll uh we'll move on from that. That's a whole other uh, <laughs> that's a whole other episode we can get into. Yeah, but um, yeah. So like you said, you so you hooked up with Sneed. How did how did like you know, like I spoke to them about like you know bringing Mike in and bringing out like so in that dynamic like what what do you think makes makes it so successful with all of you guys like how does how do you think it works like how do you guys like I I kind of like we kind of like did like went into the weeds a little bit on uh when I had uh both chats on the show this is great talking about the show but but for you like yeah I, I want to know like like how you feel about like like the dynamic and. How, why you guys think? Why do you think you're you're successful? Um, I think it was honestly giving Chad all the credit for here for the idea of bringing guests in on a debate show. Because that's okay. when it started. Because we had Mike on, and you know, after we're done, and, and Mike leaves, and me, Chad, and Sneed are there, like we're we're talking, and like we have to steal that guy. I won't go into more details. <laughs> that yeah. guy's good. We got to get him here. Um, same thing. Like we had young Anthony on and I had already started the raw down or the raw recap show with J bone. And we didn't have a SmackDown recap show, but as soon as young Anthony left the debate show for the first time, me and Chad, and we're like, we got to get that guy. And Chad's like, Hey, what about doing a SmackDown recap show with him? And like within minutes, I was messaging him and Chad's like, how, how great would it be to have a young kid's perspective? And yeah. you, you're an old fart, as he pointed out in your show and called me old <laughs> many, many times. Um, he's like, how about, you know, wouldn't that be a great idea? And and that's how we got young Anthony. And it's just we have people on and, you know, certain people we clicked with, you know, and that's like we loved you. It's like, hey, you know, you came on the Raw Recap show even before it was the Raw Down and yeah. filled in. So, like, it's just we're passionate people. We 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 just love this. And when you share that passion and you work with someone like you were on a debate show, we felt the chemistry there. So. Yep. Been on there three times, I think yeah. actually. 
okay. so far. Um, once, when, once with you, I think the next time it was, were you, were you on that one with me and Seth? No, I don't, I think I was working that night. Yeah. And then, and then I did the, uh, triple threat match with, uh, with the, actually the two on the two on one handicap match with the Chads on that, the, the last one I did, but yeah, the, the debate show is like, obviously, I mean, obviously you want to, you know, you want to say the, you know, the flagship show is the flagship show for the tavern. But I always, I mean, I, I for me, it's a debate show. I think is the uh, is a flagship flagship show for the tavern. Well, the, for me I mean, anyway. The flagship Just, show, the Thursday show, was the first show, so that's got to be. Yeah. But I get so many people who like write me and tell me how much they love the debate show, and I love listening to the debate show when I'm not on it. Like, like it's just a fun show, especially when you get people with different opinions. Like, then it gets really yep. fun, and you got Sam Roberts calling me out on shit, and like, I'm all- yeah, the, yeah. So uh, let, let's let's get into that a little bit. So like, like you said, we, we spoke about this a little bit earlier. Obviously, you know, you had your endeavor in the uh, in the soap opera uh, realm. So how so how did this like how did you how did you become like this like guy that just like interacts with everybody like. Like, do you have? Are you like? Are you blackmailing people like these these people that you have on the show? <laughs> like, uh, like uh, the, the Bill McKenna and Action Figure Attack and and Sam Roberts. Like, how did you cultivate these these relationships with these uh with these gentlemen? I mean, Sam Roberts and I have started figure trading years ago. Like, like before he was on Jim and Sam, we just. I knew him from Opie and Anthony. I used to listen to Opie and Anthony years and years ago. And like, yep. oh, he has the intern that loves wrestling. And, you know, following him on social media, we just started chatting. And it's just, hey, you need this figure? I got this figure. And, and we just started trading figures. So it, that's how I, I met up with Sam and started talking to Sam. And it turned out, what's funny is when I worked at my last casino, one of the guys I worked with there was actually an intern on an Opie and Anthony show and knew Sam from working with him. So it's just oh wow! A small friggin' world we live in. Do you just like, like you said, you just like kind of like get into these like relationships with like people that are connected to people, and then you become you become friends with them. It's like it's insane. Um, social but, media butterfly. You just reach out to people. <laughs> you send DMs. You talk to people. You know, people could tell when you have a positive passion for things. And I know, like Adam, yeah. Steve Ozer, he just loves the positivity that you know, we put on wrestling figures and we don't, you know, dwell on a negativity on anything really. Um, yeah. Especially like we don't talk about the leaks. We might talk about them in private, but we try not to glorify the stuff that shouldn't be out there on there. So. You know, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. We have them on. And I think, you know, we have Steve on and we've had so many different people on, but they see the respect we have for them. It's not just like, Hey, let's get them on and ask them when you're releasing this figure. We try and make a fun, like the last interview with Steve Ozer, we based it around a Coliseum collection, but we yep. based it also around talking about wrestling from that time and how we grew up with that and how it was different yep. from now. Like we want the guys to have fun coming on. So they want to come back. So Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And uh, no, you, you guys do, Definitely like a great job. Like I actually thought like a, a few times I was like, I was like, oh, I wonder if I could uh, ask Tom and Mike if I could uh, jump on jump on an episode where when they're um, interviewing one of these guys. But then I'm like, uh, the, I I, I kind of want to, but I'm I, obviously I'm not scared to interview people. I I'm, I'm just I'm I, my my pretty much my week is just you know doing my regular job, my uh, my day job, and then just reaching out to random people uh, that I find interesting. <laughs> so I'm not like I'm not scared in that sense, but like it is. It is kind of intimidating. Like the only one I kind of wanted to jump on was the um when you had uh, Jeremy Padauer on. Oh yeah. Um, on. In that episode, that like I think I watched that whole thing. 
Um, only be only because like I've I watched the uh, you know Steve Ozer. I watched those episodes, but like Jeremy Bradow, that dude, like he he's you can tell he's like obviously you guys talked a little bit more about you you talk more about collecting and all those different types of passions and stuff like that. Um, it, it's just like that that guy dropped so many like like jewels and gems. Um, especially if you follow him on Twitter and stuff like that, like the stuff that he puts out there as far as like, you know, anything going on, like in the fi- financial world, anything going on collecting and, you know, value for, you know, collectible items and stuff like that. Like he, he's like a one-stop shop for a lot of that stuff. Um, I would definitely love to like, you know, get him on here at some point if I could, I mean, probably, probably later on in my, uh, in the show's life, I'll, I'll do it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like, was that intimidating? Like interviewing him and was that the first time you've ever met him or did you have a relationship with him before i mean i had uh messaged him during the pandemic that's when he joined social media and got really active because we're all sitting at home with nothing to do yeah i had sent him a bunch of messages and he would always talk in the messages but the truth is it was when mike went out to las vegas last year for double or nothing yes he rubbed elbows with him and got him to come on the on fig night with us and uh Man, I could listen to that guy talk all day long. Like you said, his Twitter, his Instagram, his TikTok. He's always educating. He's giving you little tidbits, like the way he explained a recession and why he didn't think it's going to last. Like he he breaks it down into a way that, like, oh wow, that makes sense. Like that, and like you said, like just listening to that guy, you could learn so much from just like one little line that he drops. And he's a fun, down to earth, normal human like i i i was super nervous to interview him but it yeah. was a hell of a lot of fun yeah it seems like you know he's like he's not intimidating at all it's just like you know like i think it's just like his wealth of knowledge on this stuff since he's been around like the business for so long i think that's what it that's what kind of like it scares you a little bit you're like oh man am i gonna say something stupid and he's gonna <laughs> be like oh this this guy doesn't know what he's talking about but at the same time you don't want to go in thinking you know everything exactly um, and that's in any situation me and him are like you don't know everything the same age he's a year older than me so like our views are you know we viewed everything the same timeline is what i should say yep you know he loved the dukes of hazard i loved the dukes of hazard it was just uh, amazing. The only thing different about me and him is he's got millions, and I'm still dealing poker in Philadelphia. <laughs> okay, I love what I do. So you know, I mean the the millions are coming. Don't worry. Let's uh, let's uh, let's put that in the uh, let's, let's speak positivity. I'll start with the thousands. <laughs> yeah, we'll do do the thousands and then the millions. I mean, awesome. uh, it's yeah. He um when he was talking about the um like the Harry Potter book, yeah. Um, like the first print and all that stuff, the ones that kind of like, you know, disappeared essentially. Um, yeah. I was like, my wife is a huge Harry Potter fan. Like she's, she has all the books, um, probably displayed. We have our our bookshelf, like right when you walk into our house, we have our bookshelf there and all the books we read and stuff like that. She has like a Harry Potter section with all her Harry Potter books. Um, and I know I couldn't like, you know, engage her on like who Jeremy was and she probably wouldn't care at all. But like, as soon as I brought that up, like she was like, oh my god, that's so interesting. Like that's that's insane. Like I don't like because I kind of re- regurgitated the story that he told about, it. and she was like, oh my god. She was like, imagine how much that thing's worth. And I'm like, yeah, it's. I, I mean, I I can definitely imagine. He actually said <laughs> how much it's worth. Um, and he like just him like taking you through the whole story of him actually like acquiring it and stuff like that was actually pretty cool. So yeah, I, I, yeah. Like I said his stories and the way he tells them, I can listen to him talk about anything. All day long, so a good like, and he's just got such a, a beautiful heart, and you you could see it in him the way he talks, and he's just a people person. I can't wait to meet him in person. 
Yeah, yeah, he he did. He's uh he he helped out the uh, uh, was was it twenty twenty? Yeah, I think it was during the pandemic. I think we did the uh, the Chick Fil A toy drive, and he actually helped out a lot with uh with uh jazz wares. He you know we partnered up with Sheena and uh, donated toys and stuff like that, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, he's wow. definitely he's definitely a real good guy. Um, yeah, I remember we uh. He he's a he's a fan of the the Chick Foley uh brand and stuff like that. He follows the Twitter account stuff like that. We I interact with them um here and there oh, um awesome. stuff like that. He's he's actually he's really cool. He's so approachable. Um, yeah, I mean he, I mean he, he like I said he seems like it. Like it's like and like I said especially from that the interview you guys did. I mean he seems really awesome. And it's so funny because if you think back before the pandemic, anytime you heard like. About Jeremy Padauer. It was like the elusive Jeremy Padauer. The first thing we yeah. heard from him, I think, was the interview he did with uh, the major pod. And they, they made it seem like, oh, my God, this is such a hard guy to talk to. And then they spoke to him and he's like, this guy sounds like such a nice guy. And then he joined social media and he just talks to everybody. It's like, wow. <laughs> the way he trolls the Internet is funny. He just trolls people. He trolls. I love it. I just love it. And then he just random <laughs> questions like what a guy. So. Yeah, yeah, he he does like a lot of interacting and stuff like that on Twitter and stuff like that. Tries to make it fun. I mean, obviously, if you're on Twitter, you know, there's a lot of uh, not not so nice things going on yeah. <laughs> in Twitter in the Twitter world. So, uh, it it is good to have that kind of like that fun interaction because especially if you're following any you know wrestling related stuff on Twitter, it's usually not the best. Uh, oh. it's not the positive stuff you see. Yeah. Um, um. It, it yeah, just like the I kind of want to ask you about this too. Like, you know, you go on Twitter or any social media platform, and you know, it's it, there's a say there's like an event on, and you know, you're watching it, and you know, the first thing you see is you know people commenting on you know two minutes into a match or something like that, or maybe five minutes into a match of how bad it is, or like it's like first of all, you're not even sitting there watching like the match you're on your phone yeah. not even paying attention so you're probably missing something that was that was really cool that happened or some like small nuance um oh, true that they did that like in a storyline that they're doing or you know like how do you like how do you feel about that like it like as far as like social media like influencing the because I, I brought this up on a way early way in the archives uh before i was on the chick foley show i asked him like do you think social media like influences what wrestling is now, like how it, how it's portrayed and how it's looked at. Because when we were young, we would just watch wrestling and we would just be in awe of like the characters and the storyline, the storylines and like, you know, just, just, just enamored by it. And nowadays it's like, you can still kind of have that magic. I mean, I guess as a kid, but as you get older and you watch it, it's like, you know, you're on social media and you see, you know, negative comments and that stuff kind of influences how people look at, you know, a certain, you know, could be a certain wrestler or an organization, whatever, whatever the, the case may be. Um, how do you feel about like, about that, about like how social media has kind of like influenced or changed the way we watch wrestling or, or take in wrestling? Dude, it's changed so much. Just, just think about this. Like when I was a kid, you didn't know what was going to happen. Now you pretty much know everything that's going to happen before it's going to happen because you hear this person has spoken to WWE, this person, and like you're, you're anticipating returns now and debuts. Like yeah. very rare, like the Cody Rhodes debut at WrestleMania. We all knew it was happening. Like years yeah. ago, you didn't know all this stuff. Imagine like when Malachi Black showed up at AEW is the closest thing we've seen in 
the last 10 to 15 years not knowing somebody was going to debut because we all yeah. sitting at home expecting him to have a 90-day no-compete clause. So the fact that they pulled that off, like that reminded me of the old days when there was no internet and yep. there was nobody like ruining things for us and and no, like the dirt sheets, you had to go and get a a, a newsletter in the mail. I, I was a kid in New York, I used to call, there was a hotline, Coach Kurt. And it was like 976-1111. I'd have to call up and I could get some scoops and spoilers on there. They would have like the results of what was going to happen on Superstars that week or whatever. <laughs> um, and it's the... So I guess it's always been there, but now it's just at your fingertips and it's so friggin' easy. It's, yeah. You no, know, you, you, you find the stuff on Twitter without even trying. Like you don't, even if you don't want to see this stuff, like you're going to see it. Like even Survivor Series, like I had to work the night of Survivor Series. I literally yep. had to not look at my phone from Saturday night until Sunday when I woke up and me and my wife got the chance to watch it because I yeah. did not want to ruin it for myself. Yeah. That, it, it, yeah. Stuff like that, especially like, you know, it, it, and if you didn't watch it, like if you, you, know, you did the right thing, staying away from your phone, because that's what I do, especially if there's like a, if I'm out somewhere during the weekend um, and, you know, there's a, there's a event on and I don't want to hear about it or see it, I'll, I'll, I'll stay away from my phone. But obviously you get that like tick where you just, you know, grab your phone and open it up and, you know, you try not to do it, but you do it anyway, that type of thing. And you, you know, you don't want to ruin any surprises. Exactly. Um, I mean, and I think that's just maybe just an old school uh, mentality for us because we're we're older and we you know we want to be surprised by things where obviously younger kids nowadays might not want to be uh, you know surprised by like a new like a new person that you know joins or like well I'll give you an example today like the stuff with uh with the Rock like the rumors of you know him coming back at Royal Rumble wouldn't that be like that news like if that news never happened like wouldn't it be like cool to watch and you see the countdown clock happen and the, you hear if you smell like. How like how crazy would the crowd go oh if you didn't God. know that was going to happen? You know, nowadays like, I also feel like the wrestling companies leak this a little bit too, so that way they get better views because they know who the Rock is going to be here. Let's use this. Let's let let the people know. Yeah, I mean, I feel there's That's a way you can allude to it without, um, you know, without you know spilling the beans. Essentially, like you know, I I feel I feel they're creative enough to do that. I mean. You know, judging from the you know the Bray Wyatt stuff that they did recently with the QR codes and all that stuff, and this huge mystery, like I, I feel like they can you know figure out a way to like you know announce something without announcing a name. But yeah. I mean, that's that's just me. Anyway, well, I mean, it was but, like AEW last year with Darby Allen before CM Punk came back saying, you know, it doesn't matter if you're the best in the world, and all of a sudden, yeah, they sold out the whatever. <laughs> Specu- I mean, that's a speculation. It's like, oh, why would he say that? And then, you know, people are gonna you know deep dive into you know you know check every nook and cranny of of social media and you know figure out and put pieces together and all this stuff. So you could have something yeah, out on Raw and say, hey. You you might want to check out the Royal Rumble if you smell what I'm cooking. All the- yeah, that's that's. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you know that'll that'll probably happen. As far as uh, you know, the the toxic community of the IWC, yeah, know, there's always been study groups. It's basically just a, a much wider study group if you check out social media of what's working and what's not working when you, when you come down to it now, are there idiots that are toxic and don't know how to express themselves? Yeah, sure. But you know, it, it's a, yeah. good, it's a good way for the companies to get an idea of who's popular, what's working, what's not working, you know? So, I mean, True. does it have its cons? Yes. Are people mean? Yes. But there's also pros. 
Yeah, I mean, the the good thing about it is, you know, with social media, uh, like you said, a lot of the uh, the the relationships you can cultivate too. That's the good. That's a good thing. That's what I got out of it anyway. Like as far as like interacting with different, you know, different people, and that's that's pretty much the I like the that's where the the show is based off of. Just like the people that I've interacted with over the past few years on social media that that share the same passion that I do. Um, or different passions. He just it doesn't have to be wrestling. You could be collecting. It could be sports. It could be anything. And you know, just interacting with these people and going back and forth, um, just messaging and stuff like that. Um, that that's the good part of social media for me, anyway. Just like I wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for you know an interaction or something like that on uh, on social media. I wouldn't have you know reached out to Sheena or yeah, messaged on one of her posts or something like that. So that's a good thing about it. And the uh, you know, if you listen to that first episode with Sheena, like her, when, when she started the, you know, the Chick Foley page, she wanted to like use that when she like gained her following to, you know, go back and help other people, you know, yeah. you know, you know, put them, put people over. If you want to use that term, the wrestling term there, like you have like extra cooler, which was an early, you know, an early pickup um, for, you know, for the Chick Foley brand. Cause they've been friends for since the inception of the Chick Foley, you know, IG page. Yeah, and uh, you know, now you know. Look at look at Nick now. He's like, you know, he's a he's the artist of the uh, of the celebrities. <laughs> now he does like logos, literally for everybody. Dude, he, I, I was so I don't know what the word is, but he had dropped a, a little video clip like last week, where it's like some of the yeah. newest work I've done, and like he's showing wrestlers work, and all of a sudden the OG Fit Kid thing popped up in it. Like, yeah, I see that. <laughs> what am I doing in there? But I'm like. I popped for that. Like that was so awesome that he included it in there. And I love Nick. Like Nick is, is such a, a genuine good dude too. Like I said, everybody here is, I love, I love the extra cooler show. It's a fun show. Like I love t- working with Matt. There's nobody I don't love working with. Listen, me, listen to me and J bone go at it. When we do our shows, our jokes, we crack, we crack each oh, yeah. other up. I love working with J bone and, and coming down the aisle. Like, like all of our shows have a unique twist. Like, like, do you come in down the aisle watching the match and he did it with Sam Roberts? Like, he had Sam Roberts watch a match with him? Yes. Like, it's crazy. Like, like the shows we have here, like, and how everybody does something, like, different like that. But yet, you know, we all, we all round up and we all go back in the Instagram group and we're all just here to support each other and help each other. Yeah, definitely. We possibly can, so. Yeah, that's, a, and that's definitely the way it, it should be. And that's, you know, that's what we try to cultivate is, you know, support as much as you can. Like, like I said, I'm not, you know, with, with this show anyway, like I reach out to people that aren't a part of the power foundation just to, you know, bring them on and, you know, get their stories and stuff like that. And, you know, if, how they got into wrestling, that's why like one of the main things is if you're a wrestling fan, I want to know your story. I want to know what brought you in. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, just hearing like, you know, uh, just having over the moon salt on the show and hearing her story. Dude, great. Um, you as well. That was a fun one. Yeah, um, same thing with uh, the um, Tia, uh, the pretty fig collector, hearing her story, how she got into wrestling by collecting, not even by watching wrestling, yeah. by collecting figures, which is which is which is which is pretty unique in that sense. Like, you know, I, I can't watch it, but I'm gonna, you know, go, you know, purchase these figures that you know that I'm kind of like forbidden to see, and then obviously later on, you're able to, you know, you know, put the pieces together and stuff like that, but. Yeah, it's 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 just awesome, and um, I I kind of want to transition because I, I this just popped into my head. So I had Aaron Mayor Aaron yes. as we as we know him from Lumber Jillville, and, and he mentioned that uh he was a he, he used to uh you work for the MLB, 
he was a uh, he was a baseball trainer. Um, if you listen to that episode, which yeah. was pretty uh, pretty cool, I was like, holy! I was like, holy crap! Uh, that was his job there. So and and I know obviously you're a a big baseball big baseball guy. So what? Uh, you know, my I'll 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 give this little tip. My father, um, um, he was a huge ba- he was a huge baseball fan. Like he was, you know, that I think that was his favorite sport. Um, mainly because it was, you know, it's not, it's not fast paced in the sense where my father was like a very patient man. Like he didn't like, you know, rush to do things like very calm, very, you know, cool under pressure and stuff like that. And I think that's why he loved baseball is because that kind of translated to his, the way he lived was just basically, you know what, wait for the right pitch. Don't, there's no rush. There's no rush and swinging, um, that, that type of stuff. So. What 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 brought you into baseball? How did you get into, you know, that that life? Because I know uh, I, I don't think that you've ever. I'm not sure if you ever talked about this or. No, I, I just want to know the, the story. I I don't think I ever have. But uh, so my uncle used to come and bring my brothers to the Yankee game when I was just a little kid. I had two older brothers. I still have two older brothers. So and I remember a little kid them leaving and I just wanted to go to Yankee Stadium with them because they were like packing sandwiches. And like, you know, when you're the kid and you have to stay home, it sucks. And it, yeah, like so finally, when I got old enough and my uncle would take me to Yankee games, like it was just like my brother stopped going. But me and him kept up that up that tradition. And we went to Yankee games uh, forever. And that's how I was became a Yankee fan. So all thanks to him and like, you know, he passed away. I think it was nine years ago now. And uh, I still love the Yankees and I have all of his memorabilia that he had in his house. I got it and I have a, a chair from the old Yankee Stadium, a second base from the last game played at the old Yankee Stadium. And uh, wow, yeah, so like, like, you know, it kind of bums me out when I watch Yankee games because a lot of times I would call him to talk about when something would happen or, yeah. you know, tr- and, and, you know, something happens and to this day nine years later i still want to call him and it's like yeah oh man he never got to see aaron judge like you know it's just it's it's a weird thing but like it's because of him i'm a yankee fan and uh you know i'm thinking about getting back into maybe starting he used to run a website and a, a newsletter called behind the bombers for the yankees and uh was for the fans by the fans and i'm thinking of bringing out back the website and starting a maybe starting a yankee podcast with some of our fellow uh pod foundation members yeah, I was actually uh, I was actually gonna uh, bring that up. Uh, that was gonna be not my next question, but like another uh, topic. But um, yeah, no, that'd, that'd be awesome. That's a uh, that's actually I was gonna say like you know, there's already a football. Yep. Um, you have the long balls on Turnbuckle Tavern. Um, you have obviously you know if you want to you know movies, broken VCR. There's so many different aspects of Turnbuckle Tavern. I was wondering when you know baseball or even basketball or the NBA, yeah, um, UFC. The MMA, like something, something popped up, popping up. So yeah, we see you, know, you this, commentating for them. So maybe you'll start that podcast. What for? For UFC. For, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I, I mean, I have, I have, I have some knowledge on it. I'm not like the, I'm not, a, I'm not as into it as I was like. But I've seen way back in the day. But you're doing the commentating, like you know. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, I mean that's you know, I mean you know, I mean that's my uh, that's my my twin brother, uh, oh, DC. <laughs> like, but um, is that Marco? <laughs> I can't be. I couldn't believe the resemblance. Yeah, that was so. So quick story. We uh, a few actually maybe a month ago, um, me and my wife we were out um, on a I think it was like a technically a quadruple date with a 
couple other uh, couples of my friends anyway. And uh, we went to dinner and then there was like a bar around the corner that we went to. So, you know, we come in last, they, they got there first. So, so we're walking in and the, uh, the, the guy at the door is like checking IDs and he like, I show him my ID, he looks at it and he looks at me, he goes, dude, he's like, I'm not going to lie. I thought you were Daniel Cormier, dude. <laughs> he's like, you were approaching the, you were walking across the parking lot. He's like, and I was staring at you. I was like, and he's like, in my mind, I'm like, holy shit, that's Daniel Cormier. I'm like, oh, sorry to disappoint, dude. So it's not just, I, I thought it was like a thing amongst friends that were joking about. Apparently, strange people that I've never met before actually think I look like Daniel Cormier. So it must be true now. How about just Maybe. strangers? He might necessarily be a strange person. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, we'll say stranger. Sorry. I'm sorry, dude. If you listen to the show, yeah. you're not a strange person. He's, he's actually really cool. I just um, off the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was like, He's a, I was like, oh, everyone's actually pretty uh, chill today. He was like, yeah, he's like, they probably think you're, he's like, they probably think, think what, uh, what I think is I thought you were Daniel Cormier. So no one's acting a fool now. I was like, yeah, I was like, just told him I am. And maybe the, you don't have to like beat anyone up tonight uh, or whatever. But, uh, <laughs> but um, I was actually in my mind, I was actually thinking of a, a, a I think I actually joked. I think I said this on the show or maybe I said this to Jordan somewhere else. So, you know, you, you're into gambling, Jordan's into gambling. So I was thinking you guys should do a gambling a, a podcast, and he he quickly denied that. Oh, really? <laughs> well, not not like jokingly denied it, but I was like, dude, I think I think it'd be pretty cool if you guys talk about like you know uh, different sports and like how things are, you know, however the how the bets go and stuff like that. I think that I mean I said it as a joke, but I think it'd be a cool idea if you guys did something like that. But I'm not gonna I mean, lie, as we're talking right now, I have my phone open and I'm just sweating the. Uh, the Saints, because I had the Saints, the Saints plus three tonight, and um, I had the Mavericks with the with the to win too. So I won two out of my three bets tonight. So I'm good. There you go. Yeah. I mean, see, that's and that and he, you know he's on the long balls now. He's talking football, so that's not too far of a you that know. Was so good now, like when they added that chemistry that four of them had, like ooh, so good. Yeah, when you have the amalg- amalgamation of uh of the, of the Chick Foley folks on the um, Turnbuckle Tavern. It's just, I mean, I mean, I proved it was PR gold just by being on the raw down. I mean, I think I proved that point. I mean, I, I don't want to toot my own horn, like I said, but I think, uh, <laughs> I think I, op- I kicked the forbidden door in on the, uh, on the uh, Turnbuckle Tavern. I did that kind of like first, like crossover type of show. If you think about it. That's a good point. I mean, I mean, I'm a trendsetter for uh, for the Pod Foundation. You're welcome, everyone. Trailblazing. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah. So the yeah. So the other part of that too, like you said, you you definitely you want to do that uh, like a, a baseball podcast, which is pretty cool. Who do you who do you have? Uh, like what? I mean, I don't want to get into like the details because you probably don't have details yet. But um, who do you? We'll say who do you have in mind to join you? Well, on this, I mean, uh, on me this and Matt from Extra Cooler text baseball all the time me and j bone text nice. baseball all the time he's an astros fan so he likes to cheat but um we don't <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh uh steve also ace he's a big baseball fan and he does some writing for some uh some websites for baseball so like it's something i think if we do that you know we don't have to be the same exact people every week it'll make it a little easier on everybody but like yeah i sit here spewing my shit and yelling about baseball facts all the time and I'm usually right. Like I, I like I need to start letting my voice be heard in baseball. Like move over, Mad Dog, because you know people's <laughs> coming for you. I know it, it, it might be. Uh, I mean, I'm not big in the like the you know MLB podcast like genre, but I mean, it, 
I mean, it's not in it's not in my rotation, but I'm assuming it might not be like a it, it might not be a bad idea to jump into that. It might be a uh, yeah, might be a, a good calling for you. Maybe you'll uh, you may bring the, you'll spark it up a little bit better than what's going on now. Well, yeah, and I actually know Michael Kay a little bit, who's the Yankee announcer, and he has a, a show, radio show on ESPN. So you know, yeah, who do you? Who, you know what? Who do you not know? Because I think Young Anthony told me a story about uh, when you guys were all together and you knew the at the AEW show. Uh, what was oh, yeah, it? Yeah, uh, uh, Q from Impractical Jokers was no, not even that. It was it was some like woman, someone that that sits ringside. I oh, guess the ring girl, the, just... the, the the timekeeper for AEW. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How do you know the timekeeper no. for AEW? <laughs> okay, this is a really weird freaking story <laughs> i went to dynamite with my friend when we sat like in the third row when i was on tv with cm punk last year and my friend was like mesmerized by her like he absolutely loved her so one day i saw justin roberts like posted a picture of her on his social media on instagram <laughs> so i just started following her that day and it's like oh okay and then she just posts interesting photos and then we're at the lounge before the show starts and here she comes walking in so and it was, uh, I was like, oh my gosh, you're Brooklyn, the ring girl. And she's like, oh yeah. And she like does all the props for the shows and everything. So she paints really? the ladder. She's the one who does all that stuff. And uh, yeah. And then like after that, I posted the picture on my Instagram and tagged her in it. And then like she messaged me a couple of times. I'm trying to get her to come do one of our podcasts. So I think it would be a fun. Oh, nice. Yeah. Did you, uh, did you help, did you help your buddy out at least? Like, oh did no, you do God, the, I would did you do that. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 you weren't even like a good wingman. You didn't uh, even like I sent him the picture of me and her together. But no, I mean, oof, I, I don't know if she didn't do anything wrong. Well, I wouldn't do that to her. So. <laughs> Man, that's messed up. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's a that's a bad that's a bad friend right there. You didn't even uh, didn't even give the didn't even give the keys to the to the door to open it up a little bit at least get the conversation going. That's that's messed up, dude. Yeah, I, I guess I'm not a good wingman. I don't <laughs> You're like, oh, I just want to be friends with her. I don't care about what your intentions are. <laughs> I just want to, I want to be close friends with her. But um, um, I want to go into uh, motivation. So, what motivates you, Tom, to do this? Because um, I think you talk about this on every single show. Everyone has different motivations on why they like to podcast, why they like, you know, why they like to watch wrestling. I want to hear what motivates you to continue to do this because. It is a full. It is a full time job. It's not an easy thing to do. We we talk about we talk about this time in and time out. Podcasting, content creation is not an easy job. Um, well, like, so what do you what motivates you to get this to do this? Like I said, I always wanted to be a, have a radio show, a talk show. I always loved listening to the radio talk shows as a kid, and uh, it's just so much fun to do. Like you know, I love what we do, and I love getting better at it, and. It's just fun. We get to talk wrestling. Like, let's be honest, in our real lives, how many of us have, how many friends do we have that we could discuss wrestling with? And now we Not have many. a group of guys. <laughs> yeah. But us and our, you know, we're adults and we could have adult conversations about wrestling and make it fun and interesting and, and crack each other up. Like, look at me and uh, Ace. We'll go. Like, I love Ace because we could debate and we could, like, go at each other, but we know we're just, yep. like, t- people can't debate today. Because they get offended so easy. But me and Ace go at each other. We don't hold back. And it's fun. Yeah. You know, like, I love that we could have a good spirited to, spirited debate. And you don't have to worry about somebody's uh, feelings getting hurt. No, we're just talking about our opinions. That's it. 
Yeah, no, no insults being hurled at each other. Just yeah, and, and you know. it's weird for me. It's harder for me now because during the pandemic, you know, we were just home doing nothing. But now that I work, I work nights. So the nights I am home, I'm only home a few yep. nights a week. So it's like I got to tell the wife, I'm going downstairs and leaving you again to go do some more podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I was like, uh, did you? I'm like, hey, can you do ten o'clock? So this way, uh, I could do a. I have to go do a podcast. She's, and you're like, yeah. So that's why I didn't want to go down. And she goes to bed about 10. So that worked out perfect. So because yeah, I, no, I, 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 like I understand to mix up the time because I have the best wife in the world. She supports every single thing I do from the podcasting to the gambling to the figure collecting. She'll run to yeah. sports for me. Like shout out to my wife because she truly is amazing. And in just like six weeks or maybe eight weeks, she'll be retiring. So she'll be home all the time and well deserved oh, wow. for how hard she works. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I have to do the same thing. Yeah, definitely. Shout out to to my wife. She does the same thing. She you know supports supports all this stuff. You know, she listens to literally like every show um, that I do and stuff like that. She she even told me about how crappy I sounded on those <laughs> last few episodes. That's a wonder. you because she's fine. <laughs> no, which is good. Like like she does listen. Um, she is one of, she's one of my biggest supporters. That's awesome. Um, and, and she also like, you know, obviously she's not the biggest wrestling fan at all. Like, you know, she got, she's kind of like sucked into that, you know, attitude era wave, uh, back in the day where literally everyone was watching. It didn't matter who you were. You didn't have to be a wrestling fan. It was like appointment television at that time. So like she has the, you know, knowledge of like, obviously like triple H and Mick Foley, you know, on the pilot episode, we talked about that, her meeting. Mick Foley and stuff like that. So we could like, she'll watch, you know, she'll watch the pay-per-views with me, you know, um, my, my kids are getting into it, stuff like that. You know, I took my son to the, to the survivor series that this past weekend. So, Oh, that's awesome. You know, she supported it. She loved it. Like we were, obviously we were cautious of like, you know, he, uh, you know, it's super loud. It's not like it, like we try to explain to him, you know, it's not like it is on TV. Like, you know, it's not as, you know, we have a surround sound and stuff like that, but it's not, it's going to be way louder. Like the fireworks are going to, you're going to hear them. It's, you're going to fire. <laughs> you're going to actually feel it and see the fire. So, but yeah, so <clears throat> yeah, just like when I met my wife, she's like, oh, and I told like she knew I liked wrestling. She's like, I love wrestling. I'm like, stop lying to me. She's like, no, no, I always watched it with my dad and I still watch. I'm like, you do not. So I started asking her trivia questions and she was getting them right. And I'm like, damn, this is meant to wow. be. I've met. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, a, a woman that actually knows wrestling and loves wrestling and that's why we watch all the shows together now i mean we've done it for 20 years uh we just celebrated our 15th anniversary last week but yeah we watch oh, congratulations together thank you we watch all the pay-per-views together we watch dynamite every week together we watch raw and smackdown when i'm not working so and if i'm not home she'll watch it without me the only thing she won't do is she doesn't watch any of my streaming shows on here <laughs> that's i mean she sees you every day she's not gonna want to she used to tune in like here and there but now it's like yeah okay yeah, I'm, yeah whatever yeah she's like yeah she's like, no <laughs> murder she wrote i'm like oh okay i i, I kind of want to do that i, I kind of want to uh have my wife like do like a, a watch along because wa- watching like wrestling with her it's like uh, it's, it's like just like honest like you know casual viewer feel like yeah. like feelings on stuff it's 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 just funny like the, the stuff that she comes up with like you know I, the stuff i love i think it's funny and hilarious like maximum male models like i thought that was like one of the funniest things that they were doing 
totally hated it. She like she's like, what the hell is this? What are you watching? Yeah. This is awful. <laughs> like that type of stuff. Um, this is when Vince was still in charge of WWE. Yeah. We were watching. I don't even remember what was happening on Dynamite. And then it was like the night um, uh, Xavier Woods got coronated king. Yeah. She goes to me, she goes, this is why I like AEW better, because they don't do this stupid shit. <laughs> I love See, so you, get the, you get the unfiltered, uh, the, the wives give you the unfiltered uh, opinions on, on wrestling, which is, because they're the outside looking in. They're not in, in it as deep as we are. They're just seeing it for what the product looks like. And, uh, you know, and that's, and that's you know, the good thing is that's what they're, you know, that's what they're gauging the viewer on. Like, obviously, they're targeting towards the wrestling fans. But at the same time, those casual fans that product is for is supposed to be for them too. Yeah. And, it, and if, and if a fans going, like, this is awful. Like what the hell is, what are you watching? Yeah. It's like, this true. is, this is the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> like she doesn't like my wife totally doesn't get orange Cassidy at all. Like his whole gimmick. I explained it to her. Like, you know, like his whole, what, what he's supposed to be. She's just like, I, I don't, I don't understand. I don't, I don't, what is he doing? Um, it, it's just funny. Just like, so I want, I kind of want to do something like a, a, a watch along one night. Uh, just record it and just get her reactions on things. But, um, but, it, you know, same thing. She, you know, you know, our wives, you know, they, you know, the collecting, that's another huge thing. And obviously yeah. you are a collector. Uh, do you collect other things besides like, you know, figures? Do you have any other like collections that you, uh, uh have, besides like the baseball stuff? I have every, uh, well, I had up until about a year ago, I have to update my collection. I had every WWE DVD Blu-ray release. I collect a lot of TV shows on DVDs um, and Blu-ray. I love uh, having TV shows, especially 80s shows when I grew up because I'm old. Um, <laughs> it doesn't mean something. I want to mention it more times than Chad did that I'm old. So <laughs> I don't even think I'm close. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, You know, and I realized... I started collecting as a kid because I would always buy like the full preview TV guide. I'd buy two, one to read and one to keep in a box somewhere. Or if there was a TV show was on a cover of the TV guide I loved, I would keep one in the box. I have all my toys from when I was a kid. I never let my parents get rid of them. Like, I think I was just born with the collecting gene. And I think that's another reason why I have no money. Dude, you're legit. uh, George Constanza's uh, father. Collecting the uh, collecting the TV guides. Have oh, you ever seen that episode? That's if you can, yep. <laughs> TV guides. I have I have all the old WWF magazines and programs that I used to go to. It's it's crazy. I have. <laughs> I don't throw anything away. I used to keep the empty boxes of the figures I unboxed, and then I realized how much room they would taken up in my basement. And it took me like two months before I could finally fit them in all the garbage to get rid of them. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah my, my mother used to collect TV guides as well. I was like, "What? I don't get." I could see like the collector ones, like you said, like kind of like with the you know WCW and WWF at the time, where like you know they were on the covers of those. They have those like limited covers. I have those with like different different ones and stuff like that. Like I could see collecting that, but I don't get. I think it'd be pretty cool to see now, like just to see like there's just show like the younger generation and how we used to like you know find out when a TV show was on pretty much. It, it, it seems so primitive at, at the time. It's, it's so bad. If you think about it now, geez. Um, but it, other than that, do you like movies, music? How, I, what do you, I, I like, I need to watch more movies. And this is like, you remember that day in the, uh, the, chick- Oh my God. Foundation. I think everyone wanted to, uh, 
I've moved you out of the group that day. I've never seen a Will Smith movie. I did, however, the episode of Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Before you answer, let's 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 get this. Let's clear the air right now because I think you know this is probably more of an inside thing than an outside thing. Okay. But I think people want to know: Is it a gimmick? Have you like when we say these movies like that? Literally, pretty much everyone in the world has seen, and you say you've never seen it. Is this? Are you are you are you doing a gimmick with us? No, no, no. Or is this like an actual? thing like you've never seen like some of these like famous movies no i have there's a lot of movies i really need to catch up on and it's funny because i have the surround sound system in my basement with a 75 inch tv and if you look at all my dvds like you'll see it's all tv shows wrestling concerts and i have like two shelves of movies so wow yeah i I always thought i thought i thought you were like a high level because one of my friends is like the like one of the highest level of trolls like ever like he'll He's he's just like I I just know because I'm on the inside and I know what he's doing. Yeah, no. So like on the outside when you go, it's just like oh my god, this dude's genius. But then I'm like watching like your interaction with everyone. I'm like, is he? I was like he. I was like this dude's like either the greatest troll ever, and he's just living like the gimmick like hardcore, or he's never seen any of these movies. Notice. I thought you were just like I thought you were just like pissing everyone off pretty much. That's, oh, the, that's, the I, I was I thought it was I was it was entertaining as hell. I was like, oh my god, this I was like, this is great. I was like, terrible. Me and my <laughs> wife are both terrible at movies. I don't know why. Like she was never big into movies like before me. And there's so many like I need like a list of the twenty definitive movies that I need to see. Because my favorite yeah. movie, the one movie I could watch every day and never get old is E.T. Love E.T. Oh, E.T. is great. E.T. is best movie ever. So have you seen, let me, let me, let me spell some movies from, from that time. Okay. Have you seen Gremlin? Have you oh, seen Gremlins? Gremlins? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think. Uh, let me see. Like The Breakfast Club. Have you seen no, that? No, I've never seen that. All right, you get you're gonna lose a lot of people now. Uh, let me let me think another famous movie. Have you seen like I don't know, like have you seen Goodwill Hunting? No, with Robin Williams and Matt Damon and no, but I did no. watch a movie that Robin Williams filmed right before he he died about wanting to commit suicide in Brooklyn. It was a great movie. I forgot the name now. It's worth checking out. Is it? Uh, is it the movie where he's a dad? Is it? No, this... no, let me find the name of it real quick now because I yeah, because that and then not tell you what the there's name a there's a movie it's like a dark comedy where he uh his son commits suicide no 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 no, and it's, no and it's basically like he's like you know you know trying to deal with his son's death and stuff like that it's like a dark it's called the movie. angriest man in brooklyn okay I just it is worth checking out and again this was filmed not too long before he you know died i i just movie just hit me i loved it and i love robin williams from mark and mindy so Oh yeah, my so I'll take you another tidbit. Like my, like <clears throat> my mother was like, she like she introduced me to all like different comedians and stuff like that. She was like way big into comedy. She actually wanted to do it when she was like like younger. She actually wanted to do stand up at one point, but she never did. But uh, she introduced me to like obviously you know Robert Williams has been someone that's been like you know a part of your life like you know forever, especially if you know, you grew up in the eighties and stuff like that. Um, into the '90s, where he was like really huge. You I mean, even in the late 2000s, stuff like that too. Did you see the movie when he was Popeye? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Seeing that, so I was like huge fans. So obviously, when he passed, I was like, that was like one of the cele- like. Usually, I don't get sad when celebrities pass. Yeah. Um, that right there was like one of the ones that really made me sad. 
Yeah. Um, only because maybe obviously because of like the you know connection with like you know my mom introducing me to him and then like you know him pr- pretty much being like that go to comedian throughout my life. Like I mean you know obviously you know he kind of like you know you pass the reins on to like the Jim Carrey, um, Jim Carrey when he came along that like kind of cartoony you know. But then he when he transitioned into that like being a dramatic actor that even that. That I still connected with him. Like he has yeah. uh, definitely. If you want to definitely see another movie that he's in, it's called One Hour Photo. Have you ever heard of this movie? I've heard of it. I've not <clears throat> seen it. Yeah. So it's basically he's this like a uh, guy that works at a Photoshop um, in a in a pharmacy, and uh, he becomes like really obsessed with this family that comes in and gets their p- pictures developed. Oh wow! Um, so kids, if you're listening to this, uh, pictures used to be developed. Uh, <laughs> they had to go into a, a red room. You did have to actually put film into this like liquid and all this stuff. It was a huge deal. Um, <laughs> you, you just snap a photo on your phone and it and appeared. It was there was a lot of work into it, but yeah, that movie right there. That if you want to see a cre- creepy movie, that that it, he's really good at that. Like he he could he could play anything. That guy he could play dramatic. He could play creepy. He could play comedy. He could that dude was like you know one stop shop. You just reminded me of that feeling when you used to go somewhere. And you would take pictures and you would have to get the film developed and you would have to like yeah. waiting period. You couldn't wait to go pick up the photos. Kids today will never know that. It's that instant gratification. You just made me miss that feeling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah. You know, like if you think about it, like a lot of the stuff, like actually going to do something, uh, kids will never know. Like actually, you know, with music, actually going to a, a record store, um, to buy like the CD that released or the, the, the tape that released that, uh, that day, um, a movie actually going to like, you know, blockbuster or going into like one of those movie stores where they sell movies actually going in and actually buying it and getting a physical copy of something is like, that's definitely like a lost, uh, you think, you know, obviously they, you kind of brought it back with, um, you know, uh, like a lot of musicians are doing like, you know, records and stuff like that. Obviously and you have recently with Taylor Swift, Yep. You know, doing like the uh, different, you know, different versions of her album, like different album yeah. uh, covers and different like, you know, colors of the actual record like that. That can bring you in as a collector that that intrigues me because I collect it. That'd be pretty point. cool. But like, yeah, they'll they'll never know the 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 feeling of actually going to a place and actually buying something on the day it was released. Like, do you that's remember, insane. how old are you? I am f- 40, 40, maybe 42 at the end of the year, actually. Oh, wow. So you're a little older yeah. than I thought. Okay. So you, I was going to ask yeah. if you remembered rotary phones because yes, you of course. Kind of dial and then like up to the sixth number and your freaking finger would slip out and you'd have to redo the whole damn thing. Man. Oh, yeah. That, oh, my God. Awful. Yeah. The worst thing ever. I mean, oh, it's just like, it, hey, Siri, call somebody. <laughs> it's, yeah. There's like, oh, we should do it. We should do it. A uh, podcast called like old old man talk where we just like uh pick a topic from like back in the day and we talk about how how it used to be <laughs> Dude, we should so do that <laughs> oh yeah no we'll, 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 we'll have to talk offline because that, that that might be actually a good idea because idea definitely travel down memory lane but like it, even with a you know we'll take it back we'll take it current broken vcr yeah like how many people know what that is like an actual vcr oh my god you're like, having it, to fix the tracking <laughs> Oh my God! Yes, like even you know, recording over something on accident. Oh my! Uh, oh, I got that type of stuff. I'm not telling that story. That will not look good. Never mind. Sorry. 
Oh no, I was gonna, yeah, I mean that's that's happened to me plenty of times. I used to like, you know, I used to like, you know, so back in the day I have to I feel like you have to explain now because you know there's there are younger people listening. So you had a VHS tape and they would have like, you know, a two hour max tape. But then you would be able to, you know, some of the players you'd be able to do like slow it down and make it six hours so you can like record like, you know, three movies on one like VCR tape. Yeah. or VHS uh, cassette tape. So I would do, I would do that all the time. Like I had a library of, of movies that, that I had. Yep. Um, and there was one time I, I recorded over something. I think it was like, I, I would record like raw episodes too. Mm-hmm. Like I would watch WCW and record raw. Um, Cause I wanted to keep the library of raw. I really didn't want to keep the library of WCW for some reason. <laughs> but um, I remember I recorded over, I was recording some movies and I remember I recorded over. I think it was. I, I think it was the episode of Raw, where um, uh, Stone Cold uh, uh, tried to break into Brian Pillman's house. Oh yeah, um, dude! I recorded over it. And I was, dude. I, I, I was like, I don't even know. I was, I, I was just like mad at myself for like I don't know how long, because that was like a pivotal <laughs> turning point in like TV history. Yeah. And I recorded over it like an idiot. But it's yeah, it pissed me off so much. But yeah, that's like I said, it's this is old head talk we're talking about. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just yeah, just back in the day stuff is like back in that's the name of our forever. podcast. Back in the day, there you go, boom, coming back in the, the pod foundation. Back in my day, we could talk like old guys. Like, back in my day, we didn't <laughs> have these fancy snowblowers. We had to. We had to build our own shovels, <laughs> that type of stuff. I don't know, yeah. um, <laughs> but um, so yeah. So you, you said you're definitely into like, so uh, not really movies. Obviously, we could definitely. I mean, I think you know if anyone's listening to the show, send Tom some uh, some movie recommendations yeah. um, that you you know that you think he'll you know he'll gain a passion for yes. for movie watching because you know they they are two different mediums like TV shows oh, and yeah, sure. And if you think about it now, like. It's actually reversed. Like back in the day, movies were the thing to do. It's now TV shows because you can, you know, the, a lot of these Hollywood writers are going into, uh, you know, TV series because they can tell a longer story. So true. Like, they don't have to like, they don't have to wrap it up in one star. thing. You would never see a movie star show up on a TV show. Like Kiefer Sutherland did with 24. That was like the first time. Yeah. I was like, what the hell is this guy doing? And like yep. 24 turns out to be one of the friggin' best shows ever, especially the first season. But, yeah, now you see like you're starting to see it a lot with like yeah. even obviously with Netflix and Hulu and stuff like that. Like it, it, you know, a long form story I think is probably the better of the two. Like if they were ever to do like a like um, if they were to do like a uh, you know a, a, a biography, like we'll talk, we'll bring it back to wrestling. Vince McMahon. Yeah. Like I don't think you could do a uh, like a movie, like a biopic. You'd have to do like a series. Yeah. Like if, it'd have to be a Vince McMahon like. You know, season one, season two, yeah. season three, like because there's so much, like there's so much story to tell. You couldn't fit it all. You're, you're trying to take fifty, like plus years into two hours. That's like you can't do it. You got to do it long form to be anyway. It'll be called <laughs> the story of Vince McMahon. <laughs> It'd probably be called something else um, if it, if it's still happening. Like like uh, like the Rock. Like he has a Young Rock show where he's like you know bringing. You know, bring him through his like childhood and all that stuff. Um, 
that that could like he could easily make a rock movie like and people would go watch it yeah but it's better that he could do it in a, a you know in the way he could do it in a story form we could he could tell these stories because all the experiences he had with like with wrestling being in and around it essentially like all these cast of characters that you get to you know see and stuff like that it's you know i mean that's that's why i think like usually people like tv shows and long form storytelling as opposed to uh as opposed to movies yeah and stuff like that but um my other you know the i usually like ended off with a um with a a question about wrestling um a, a match for instance um one one particular match so say you have someone that's a you know actually you know what we'll we'll move that to last i want to ask you one more question before we get to that last question okay. so how do you manage like your different like so obviously you have your, your job, like your regular job, mm-hmm. you know, you have your wife, you, you talk, we spoke about this a little bit, you know, you know, taking that time to like be with her and then, you know, do the show and stuff like that. How do you like juggle all these different responsibilities? You personally, like, what do you, what do you do to, you know, make this happen? Cause you, there's a lot of people that want to like, you know, do this stuff. Like they want to be content creators. They want to do a podcast and they just go, you know, I don't have the time to do it. Like, how, how do I do this? Um, and like, since you're doing it, um, what do you what do you do to like juggle all these different different day to day things, these different relationships that you have? Uh, that's a good question. I basically, you know, I work usually my scheduled days are Thursday, Friday, Saturday at work, and it's yep. like two to ten, three to eleven, four to twelve. Um, and so, luckily, we we record the debate show on Wednesday, so I'm usually off. We do Fignite on Tuesdays. They're starting to schedule me at work on Tuesdays, and I'm telling them I can't work Tuesdays. I have another job I have to do, and that's basically what I told them. And uh, like, yeah, I, I just I don't know, like that. I just do it now because it's become routine. And like, it's funny because if I want to have a night out between the nights I work and then the nights I podcast, it's like, oh shit, I don't have the time to do anything for myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it, it's it's. It's so true. So I might have to quit my job. I just got to figure out a way to have money just keep coming in without having to work. Yeah, that's 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 the, that's the yeah uh, that's the plan anyway. Is to uh, and like I said, my wife. Try to, try- so she left me do it all. So <laughs> I I don't you know I never really thought of that. I guess it's just become so routine at what I do. So you just so I I would probably say like you know it's just like it's just basically just scheduling and finding the time yeah so like if you really want to do it like if you really want to do like this or whatever whatever you're looking to do like you'll definitely find the time to do so I mean yes um like with me for instance like with this show it's like I, I try to like you know like I, like I message you and I said hey what time works for you like I'm working on someone else's time yeah I'm not working on my time I know what I can re- yep. record. I know a lot of people can. Some people can't record. They can only record on the weekends. Yep. Like, like I think uh, I think the episode I did with uh, um, Mayor Aaron was on. I think like a Saturday or a Sunday or something like that. Which I normally don't record yeah. on the weekend. Like, it, you know, that's family time essentially. But you know, if I'm not doing anything, and I know we're not, you know, out for the night or which we kind of rarely do because obviously, you know, kids <laughs> uh, get in the way. But uh, you know, if I if I am home that night and we, we don't have anything planned. Um, and obviously, you know, I let the wife know ahead of time, hey, I might be doing an interview. You know, that's why I check up like the, like earlier in the day, like, hey, you still on for tonight? And if not, we can, you know, move it over. But yeah, if you if you really want to do something, you'll definitely find the time to do so. And that's with anything that's, you know, not just with you know, like your passion. It's with your relationships. Like if you want to talk to somebody, you want to talk to your friends, 
yeah, you know, you're going to reach out to them. <laughs> you're not just gonna, not going to do it. Uh, so yeah, I think, like I said, you can put that with anything. I think you just, like you said, it just becomes routine. Yeah. And that's what it's become with me. Like when I got the new job, cause I wasn't working when we started Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I'm thinking, Oh, this is perfect. Cause I could still do, you know, fig night on Tuesdays. I could do the debate show on Wednesdays. If I had to like start working Wednesday nights, that would kill me to miss the debate show every single week. So just stick to what I'm doing. And you have to work around stuff sometimes too. Like 100%. with, uh, you know, with us, with the raw down moving to, you know, Thursday, that, they kind of changed my schedule up a little bit because I'm used yeah. to like, you know, going on at 10 o'clock on a Tuesday, no problems. Uh, so there's no, you know, no, the kids aren't up, you know, the wife's like usually getting ready to go to bed or something like that. So it's, you know, an easy night. But now, you know, I've, we moved it to Thursday at eight o'clock. So that's kind of like, you know, almost ending the night, like ending like the, uh, like the nightly duties essentially. So like, you know, real, real teamwork comes into play. Um, well, and like, like I said, you're definitely going to give but I'd Anthony and change the night for him because he has school and <laughs> yeah, no, no, that, no, that's, you know what? The, the good thing is, you know, with him, he's, you know, he's young. Um, he's pursuing his dreams. Yes. And, uh, you know, he's, he's gonna, you know, he's gonna, you know, kind of, he's gonna help us out in, in the long run as well. Cause you he's know, so he's so talented. Like he's so good. Yeah, he, he does. So he's awesome. I mean, he's great. He has a great voice for, for what he's doing. I mean, he puts up with me and J Bone every week. So I mean, no, I'm kidding. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if if anyone has to like, you know, if he if he needs to bulk up his resume, just have them, you know, listen to have that person listen to any Rawdown episodes and see how he navigates between me and J Bone, and he'll get any job in the world. I mean, who would deny <laughs> him a job <laughs> at all if he has to deal with me and J Bone yeah. every week? I think he could deal with uh, any. Any any job that comes his way, essentially. Um, but yeah, so we'll end it here with the uh, with 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 my question. So you know, I usually say you know, there's a, say there's someone in your life, they're you know, casual wrestling fan, you know, not really into it, kind of like you know, kind of jumped out of it at the at the height of the uh, at the wrestling boom. Uh, they don't watch it now, um, and you know they you know from the time they left, we'll say they left maybe I don't know. 1989, they stopped watching <laughs> that far back, and they haven't watched in like almost 30 something years. Um, what match would you pick? Um, does it, it doesn't have to be an old match, it could be a current match, whatever. What match would you pick to bring them to bring them back into wrestling? Well, I could give you a real life uh example of this because a couple years ago, my brother was over with his wife, and I don't remember what sparked the conversation, but the match that I showed them was uh, the Hell in a Cell when uh, Mick Foley fought The Undertaker. Yeah. And they were like, oh, my God. Because they couldn't believe, like, Mick Foley getting thrown off the top of a cage and (laughs) (laughs) getting chokeslammed through the cage and landing, you know, in the ring and a tooth up his nose. So that, that, I mean, that that was a fun match. Um, I should have been more prepared considering I listen to your show every week and I hear you answer. (laughs) Like I said, it could be any, it could be like, you know, what, so aside from that, that story, like what match that, that comes to mind, would you like, you know, put in front of someone and say, Hey, you want to get back into wrestling? This is definitely going to, you know, kickstart your passion again. How about, what would that match be? I, I might, Oh, I just thought of another one. I, I thought of Dustin versus Cody 
That was Ooh, that's a good one. That was a good one. But I was also going to say uh, Danielson versus Omega, that half hour draw. What a, that was actually, that's a really good one too. That, that was just a piece of art, that match. And the fact that nobody won made it even better. Sorry, J-Bone. But it did. <laughs> it left it open. You know, it was amazing. And I, I, che- I think I texted the, the Tavern group. Um, I think back then we had a small group. Right before it started, and when it opened the show, I'm like, half hour draw. Right before it started. And then like, yeah. like holy shit. So it just made sense how you don't bury each guy. And it just told a story. It was great. Yeah, you don't see time limit draws in WWE. They don't use that tool. It's like what I miss as a wrestling fan. Yeah, I I miss that. Uh, I miss I miss uh, Howard Finkel doing the, uh, the you know giving the time limit. Yep. before the uh, before the matches. Yeah, I wish I would. I wish I would kind of bring bring that back. You know, don't be afraid WWE to steal something from AEW. Bring back the time limits. I I think that'd be really interesting, especially with guys like you know like a Finn Balor. Um, AJ Styles, freaking Seth Rollins, like those dudes that like can that can go for like you know twenty minutes or thirty minutes straight without anything, and then they like, come into a draw. I think it'd be be pretty. Even like you know, don't Bobby Lashley or like any one of those guys in there that that has like the cardio to do so. Yeah, like why not? Why not like not, why not have that aspect to it? I mean, even if it's for like a gimmick, yeah. like bring it back as a gimmick match. You don't have to have it as like a specific rule, yeah, or something like that. But yeah. That's not, those. Are, I was gonna actually say yeah. That for a current match, I would probably go with with uh, uh, Cody and Dustin. Just a storyline, man. A, Just the uh, the passion, the, the 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 stuff leading up to it. Like you'd have to watch the whole thing, like the whole video package and everything. How about this? Uh, I'm gonna go even more recent. If you want a match that's told a story, and I think that would get people's attention because they want to see where the story goes. What about? The uh, Survivor Series War Games match with the Bloodline, <sighs> yeah. Like what a story that told. And I, I, I'm a little nitpicky with that match. I thought the match was great. Told a beautiful story. My only problem was Michael Cole trying to sell it like those two never feuded before. He was his best man at his wedding. Well, Kevin Owens turned on him. And yeah. He, <laughs> so like, I thought it told a great story again, but again, that part kind of did bother me just a little bit. But that's the story yeah, for the day. Yeah, that whole uh, yeah, that whole like the like the whole bloodline thing is like even even with like when it was just Roman and uh, Jay, that whole dynamic, that whole storyline with like you know that like that I th- was it a Hell in a Cell match that they had or was it just a cage match? I forget. I think it was just a cage. Uh, yeah, it was a cage match with uh, Roman and Jay, and you know his then Jimmy coming back yep. during that match and like you know oh, that whole like himself, you know, it stop it. No. And then he grabs him and puts him in a chokehold. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Roman's sitting there crying, like, "Oh, what I what I do to my cousin? He's yeah. my family. Why I do this?" And he's just, you know, I'm sorry. He goes to give like Jimmy a hug and just grabs him and like that, like just that stuff right there. Like, you, you know, like you. That's what I would have to show somebody if they weren't really into wrestling. Is like that's a good. Point. They would have to like be pulled in by like the storytelling. I'll tell by, like the facial expressions by you know the little nuances. If you ever like watch um. Uh, like Randy Orton, when he talks about it, he talks about that all the time. Like it, people want to rip on, oh, he's slow. His matches are boring, blah, blah. But he, what he does is he's telling a story. He's yeah. telling a story, not just with moves with his, with his facial expressions, with how he yeah. actually physically moves in the ring. Like all that stuff like is, is telling. That's how you tell a story with your, not just with like, you know, uh, a suplex and, 
you know, a head a headlock and like takedown. Yeah. You want to like you want to bring that person. You want to like you if the camera's up close, you want to like you know if someone's in a headlock, right? And the camera's up close to that person, you want to see them like whispering something or like you know saying like maybe speaking a little bit louder, saying like you're not gonna get loose or something like just something like something little like that usually you know kind of draws people in. I think. Yeah, I agree. And I'll I'll say this because I know I was a, a little critical but now that the story has evolved with the bloodline I, I i truly think it's turning into one of the best stories we've seen in wrestling history yeah just see just how it evolved like i said with that one iconic shot of you know paul Heyman and roman reigns sitting next to each other we, that was literally the start of it like yeah that's true but like yeah and then it, and the way it just keeps evolving with the whole Sami Zayn thing and I love it. Like it's it, yeah. it's telling such a good story. It's the best story WWE has told in forever. And, oh yeah, and it, it it's just the it's just great. It's just absolutely and, and it's, it's long. Think of how long it's gone on too. So since since the pandemic, <laughs> pretty much. And then you, it's going through Triple H, and it's going to continue into whoever succeeds Triple H. No, yeah, do you think you, you get a thing for true? That's another that's another story. Whoever buys the company, that's it'll continue through there. But uh the, that's the other thing too, is like the history of like, you know, Paul Heyman that he has with with the Samoan dynasty, yep. with you know, Roman Reigns' father, um, with that whole family. Like he has history with, with that family. I love like, that it's like Olo is doing the uh manga um Oh yeah, yeah. It's like what that, is, like, that is. Yeah, just as a wrestling fan, like as an old school wrestling fan, like like even if you're like our people our age watching up to now, like we're like this is a whole like a whole storyline we've been watching like since we were younger, like that like the Samoan dynasty has been like around since the beginning of <laughs> pretty much the beginning of professional wrestling, yeah. and you can like pretty literally trace aspects and like you know everyone that it, it's crazy how you, you watch everyone from like back then and you're watching their offspring right now yeah like you're watching like we watch rikishi in the height of the attitude era him being over uh with too cool and then him being over by himself and now we're watching his sons yeah and i'm dominating which is insane and sika so yeah the the predecessors yeah like even before that then obviously you know you had the rock and then his father rocky johnson and you know tony atlas and being like the whole like it's insane like like i said just just being a wrestling fan's fun. Um, so my moral of the story is stay off of social media if you're a wrestling fan. If you're a true blue wrestling fan and you don't want to be swayed and any negativity happening, just stay away from it. Just uh, enjoy wrestling for what it is. Just just some good long form storytelling. So true. That's all. That's all. That's all I have. But um, yeah, I think we'll end it here. This is, I think you might be uh, one of the longest interviews I had, but this is uh, this is great. I'm, I'm, thank you for coming on. Dude, Tom, I, I want a, you to uh, thank you so much for having me. Like that intro you gave me, like I'm still gloating over that. <laughs> <laughs> I try my best. I try to outdo myself every week with the uh, intro. Inches bigger. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a uh, no. You, you definitely deserve it. Like, like they they call you the staple. I mean, well, I call me the staple. You, I, I mean, you, I mean, well, we're, we're gonna call you the staple for a reason. I mean, you are you got you are kind of like the uh, you know the staple. Between everything, like you, we, we've discussed on the show, you like the connections that you have with everyone. You kind of like, you know, you're you're well, you're, you're well known essentially. I mean, I feel like I'm I'm like uh, interviewing the like the biggest uh, celebrity so far on my show oh. because of the, the amount of the amount of people you know and the, and the work you've it's done. The Chick Foley show now. 
<laughs> but um yeah no thank you for thank you for coming on and uh but plug up plug all your socials oh yeah guys uh, it's the og fit kid everywhere i'm on twitter instagram i even have a tiktok but i haven't used it yet or i think i maybe i did post one story but i gotta add more to it i'm gonna start doing more um i was just talking to extra cooler about doing something else special for me um little tease for my instagram oh. that would be Ooh. something that would be continuous so huh yes Give a little like tease it. there. So just, yeah. And, you know, we got turnbuckle sessions dropping every Wednesday. Fig night. If you collect at 7 p.m. on Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern. So stop by and watch it and say hi. And thank you, guys. And thank you, Marco, so much for having me. This was really a friggin' blast. Thank you. And uh, we'll end it here. Definitely want to have you back on to talk about some uh, some uh, figures and stuff like that. So figure sure. collecting and Anytime. all that. Anything and we'll definitely uh we'll, we'll definitely get it. We got to contact Jordan. We're gonna get him on the uh we're gonna get him on the uh the the gambling podcast uh train. But definitely that's definitely happening. <laughs> if he's listening now, hey, we got the gambling uh, podcast, and then yeah, then we have the uh the old head the old head podcast too that that could happen. So uh yeah, lots of lots of fun things uh are, are coming are coming your way. Um so yeah, but uh we'll end it here and um again. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, if you made it this far, I uh, thank you, and uh, I'll, I'll see you next time. Peace.